ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hello, and thanks for joining me with No Higher Calling. Um, If you're listening to the podcast, thanks for joining on the podcast. But for the first time ever, I am actually recording me doing a video of the podcast. This will be on the YouTube channel, so if you're watching via YouTube, uh, thanks so much for checking out my channel. I hope you'll stick around, watch some of the other videos, and subscribe. We have lots of exciting content coming. Um, but if you're on the podcast, thank you for joining me there. Be sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Um, but this is a really fun podcast episode slash YouTube video that I thought, you know what, we're just going to kill two birds with one stone while... Uh, This mom of four and who's currently almost halfway through her pregnancy looks decent. So thanks so much for joining me in today's episode, today's uh, video. We are going to be answering your questions about baby number five. Okay, so I can hardly believe it, but we are almost halfway through uh, the pregnancy with our fifth baby. Um, actually, I think when this YouTube video comes out, we will be at the halfway point. So hooray for 20 weeks, hooray for making it that far. We could not be more excited about this little baby that is due, drumroll, haven't announced the date yet, but the baby is due December 26th, which is the day after Christmas. And in Australia, it's a huge like holiday called Boxing Day. Um, so it is the day that everybody packs up and heads to the beach. So lots of traffic. We'll see when baby decides to come. My babies have been all over the spectrum on early and late. So we'll see. I'm not getting my hopes up. My last one was a week and a day late. So, you know, I'm expecting fully that this baby might be a January 2024 baby. Um, The crazy thing, I have now been pregnant in 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2020, 2022, 2023, and if baby stays inside until 2024, 2024. So that's like nine years in a row. Wild, mind-boggling, but praise the Lord for the opportunity to have these children and to raise them for the Lord. Um, this is going to, Lord willing, be our fifth baby Earthside, but it is my sixth pregnancy. Um, my oldest is going to be seven in November. My son is going to be five in August. Um, then my third is three. We lost a baby in between my third and fourth victory. Um, we lost that baby right as my uh, my third turned one. Then we had our willow, our rainbow baby. She is one and baby on the way. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of all these things to say. I'm going to try not to jump ahead of myself because I want to address this in some of your questions coming up. Um, but we kept this baby a surprise for a while. Lots of different variations on why we did that. Um, lots of different reasons that's just... I mean, we're in a different country. We were trying to tell family. Um, we do tend to wait a little bit longer since we did lost the, uh, lose the one baby. But uh, we announced about 14 weeks. And ever since, like, it's just flown. It has been a landslide here at the halfway point. And I'm like, wow, I'm just now answering all these questions. Uh, but better late than never, right? So I did an Instagram poll asking what questions you had about this pregnancy, about 
this baby. And so I've kind of gotten a list of some of the most frequently asked questions. And so we're just going to jump in and I'm going to answer those questions, hopefully give you a little more information regarding this pregnancy. I think because we announced so late and life's just been so busy, I haven't talked about it too much other than the occasional like bump picture. Um, but I'm really excited to chat more about this baby and uh, just kind of let you know what's going on in our family and update you on all that's going on with Brazzle baby number five. Okay, so the first question I got is, are your kids excited? Um, if you're on YouTube, you might want to pause this and hop over to our baby announcement video that was just recently released. You can watch the kids' uh, excitement and expression in the video that we took recording them finding out. If you're on the podcast, hit pause, go check out the YouTube channel. It is the sweetest, sweetest video, especially of my oldest, because it all just like registered with her what was happening, that mama was going to have another baby, that they were getting another sibling, and she just jumps in my arms and hugs me, and mama, you're going to have another baby. Um, so it was the sweetest, the sweetest thing ever. Yes, all kids are excited. Simeon and I are excited. If you do watch that video, you'll see we were very surprised, very surprised about this baby. Um, we really try to just trust our family to the Lord, see what he gives us with with our children. Um, but we were at a stage of our life, we had just made an international move. We're in Australia. We were only a few months in. Uh, Willow was like 10 months old. And uh, my cycle came back, and so we had the conversation, like, look, we're in, we're in a like visa process, all this crazy stuff going on. Maybe we should just wait a little bit before we have the next baby. All of, our all of my other kids, I've gotten pregnant the month after their first birthday. So that's just how my body worked. That's how our timing worked. I mean, we've loved that gap. It's been awesome having them close. I mean, we did have the conversation. My cycle came back a few months early with Willow, and we were like, okay, maybe we should just kind of pause for a little bit. Well, uh, the Lord had very different plans and I got pregnant right away. Uh, so there will be 18 months between Willow and that baby. Uh, some people have asked if I've weaned her. Yes. Um, we made it to a year, but then she was done. She loves food. She was completely well nourished. She was done. I probably tried to hang on longer than she did just for my own like heart's sake. I, I love being able to nurse my babies. But there was another part of me that was like, I'm about to do this all over again. A break would be nice. Um, so she is fully weaned. It is going to be a small gap, 18 months between her and this baby. But we could not be more excited. All of us. We are all just thrilled that God has blessed our family with another little one. I mentioned earlier our due date. We are due December 26th of this year. We'll see what happens. Um, the gender. So we are going to wait and be surprised when baby's born. Simeon has always wanted to do that with all of our kids. And I told him I would never even consider that until I had a boy and a girl because I'm a planner. I didn't want to be caught by surprise. I wanted to make sure I had everything that I needed. Well, we had our girl. Then we had our boy, so we contemplated waiting with Ivy, um, but we mentioned it to family, and they were like, that's a terrible idea, and I was like, you know what, you're right, it's a terrible idea, so we caved, um, but then with Willow, she was just unique, being our rainbow baby, um, we're like, you know what, let's just be surprised, and so we were surprised with her, and that was its own unique experience, like, I don't even know how to explain it unless you've, you've just waited it out. 
and that moment of finding out the gender of your baby. Um, Eden was there for the birth, so that was really neat. Knox, it was a home birth, um, so Knox was in another part of the house, but he was able to come pretty much right at the moment that we found out what she was, that he had another sister, and it was just, it was the cutest um, sweetest moment for me as a mom, finding out, being the one that got to look first and find out that we had another daughter. So we decided since this baby is like our Christmas present to us from God, that we're just going to wait and let it be a big Christmas surprise. So we're going to wait on the gender. Now I will tell you, Knox is really hoping for a brother. Like he's been hoping for a brother for the past few sisters, but you know, his idea is, well, if it's not a brother, then the next one could be a brother. But you know, I don't know how many next ones there's going to be. So we'll see what the Lord does. He would absolutely love a brother. Obviously, we just want a healthy baby. We'll be thankful for whatever God gives us. But if he chooses to give us a little boy, um, there would be another little boy that is super excited about that. Baby names. That's a work in progress. Sim's the one that edits these videos and podcasts, so I, he may listen to this and be like, nope, I'm clipping this out. I don't agree with anything she says on this. Baby names have always been a challenge for us. Um, Eden's name is Eden Brielle. We came up with that, and we absolutely loved it. We have Knox Clayton, and we had a different name, middle name planned for Knox. But my brother had just passed away unexpectedly uh, soon before Knox was born. So we used his name, Clay. We used Clayton for Knox's middle name. Then we have Ivy Jade. Ivy has been on our list of girl names uh, for a while. And then we have one boy name that is on the list. It's, it's a first name that we've both agreed on. Simeon has a boy middle name that he's just staunch that we're going to use. I don't know. I don't know if I'm in a cave, but we don't have any other good suggestions at the moment. So we might have a first and middle boy name planned. Um, our boy names kind of have a theme. We do not say what the theme is. Um, we do not say what the names are until the gender is known. So before when we find out the gender of our babies, we then announce the name. Um, but when we wait till the baby's born, we just wait till the baby's born to announce the name. It um, solves the problem of people giving their opinion. <laughs> when we say the name, it's what the name is. And whether you like it or not, it's what we roll with. So that's how we've always done it. Um, as far as a girl, our girls do have a theme. We have enough of them. You've probably guessed the theme. Um, it's kind of a nature type theme. We've got our Eden from the Garden of Eden. We've got our Ivy and we've got our Willow. That said, um, we like unique names. Obviously, he's Simeon and I'm Brittany. We like unique, but both of ours have been difficult to spell, difficult for people to pronounce and say. So our goal was to find unique, yet short and sweet, and not complicated. Um, when you get into the whole like floral realm, you either get like crazy unique, or you get very, very common. Um, so trying to find the blend between those two has been difficult. We really struggled to come up with Willow's name, Willow Noel, um, but we got that one. We loved it. I believe I have landed on a girl first name. I kind of like woke up with it in the night and was like, it's beautiful. I love it. Um, I really hope that I get to use it because it is so pretty. Um, I have a long list of middle names that would just match beautifully. Simeon's probably going to nix all of those from my list. Um, but we'll see. We still have time to figure out a middle name. So names, work in progress. Boy, probably we've got first and middle. Girl, I think we've got a first. We're working on the middle. Um, I talked a little bit about the kids' age gaps. 
Um, so there, there's like 22 months between all of my kiddos, except I believe there's 23 months between Ivy and Willow because we had a miscarriage in between that, um, which I, I got pregnant with the baby that we lost earlier than I had thought, um, that I even could. And then right on the heels of losing the baby, I actually wound up getting pregnant again with Willow. Um, so it was like a month bigger in gap, but not like a huge difference. And then this one will be 18 months in between. And somebody asked about how do we have peace about having more kids? To be perfectly honest with you, um, God's given us the babies, whether we planned for them or not. And I mean, when he gives you the baby, he gives you the peace and he gives you, um, he, he just, you fall in love. When you see those lines, you fall in love. And especially after you're losing a baby, I'm thankful for every child that God gives us because I know what a gift they are. I mean, I know how fragile that life is. Um, another question that I get a lot is, will this baby be an Australian citizen? No, unfortunately not. Now, long-term goals, we actually want to, we can get dual citizenship between the States and Australia, and we want that for our whole family. Um, but that, like, there's a lot of steps in between where we're at now in our visa process and becoming a dual citizen. Um, but just because the baby is born here does not mean it gets dual citizenship. People have asked, we have some wonky visa stuff going on. People have asked if it helps our visa at all having a baby here. No, it doesn't. Um, now, because we already are granted the visas that we're currently on, we just submit the baby's birth certificate and all of that, and baby gets lumped under kind of the umbrella of our visa. Um, but it, having a pregnancy and giving birth to a baby in Australia doesn't really help us in any way in the visa residency citizenship process. Um, okay, so another question that I get asked is what is Australia like regarding birth? Is Are the hospital births in Australia similar to that in the United States? Well, I can't fully speak to that because I haven't. And, uh, you know, little sneak peek here. I'm not going to have, Lord willing, a hospital birth in Australia. We have opted to go home birth again. More on that in a few seconds. Um, but I did have two hospital births in the States. Um the Lord really did a work in my heart through the experience of those birds. You can go back on the No Higher Calling podcast and find my birth stories and hear all of the details of that. Um, but I, as I came to know and be more educated about my body, about birth, um, about the hospital system, um, the more that I just felt like home birth and midwifery care and a natural um, birth were the best choice for our family. Um, Sim dug his heels in for a little bit in resistance to that. Again, listen to the podcast episodes and you'll hear the whole thing. Um, but the Lord so clearly showed us with Ivy that home birth was his choice for us. Um, actually, I think Simeon was more on board with it once the Lord redirected our hearts than even I was in the moment. A lot of that was just COVID crazy and a big switch. But that home birth was absolutely beautiful. It was a life-changing experience. Um, it might just be the best day of my life. Like, it, if it, I don't know if it's better than my wedding, but it's like right up there. It was a transformational experience. I don't mean to sound weird. I know people talk about birth and say that kind of thing, and it's like, oh, wow, you're really crunchy. Um, but if you know, you know. It was just, it was amazing. We had Willow at home. Um, that was really good too. There was just different circumstances about her birth. It, it was a little more difficult for me really emotionally. And I think that was having the miscarriage before her. Um, she went late. She was huge. She was like nine and a half pounds. Um, it just my 
my labor didn't want to start. Once it did, it was like a landslide and we had her in an hour. Um, so it had its own unique. It was still amazing. It was still beautiful. It was still so much of what I wanted, um, but it wasn't quite what Ivy's was. And maybe it's just because Ivy's was such uh, a different experience from anything I had ever had. But, um, okay, so I'm not sure how I rabbit trailed with that. But anyway, um, so, okay, hospitals in Australia. I, all I can say is I've spoken to a few friends, and they've said that Australian hospitals are a lot more um, naturally minded than what we're finding in the United States, uh, especially more and more. Um, like I said, I can't vouch for that personally. But I do just feel like in general – the hospital isn't always the optimal choice when you're really wanting to have little to no intervention, um, the authority to make all of your own decisions and choices without being kind of pressured into situations or really kind of blindsided with things that they don't even ask you about. Um, and another reason that we have just picked to do a home birth is for the reality that um, my two births that I have that were not intervened upon were completely natural and just spontaneous and my body doing its thing um, were Ivy and Willow. And Ivy was start to finish my labor with her was three hours. I mean, start from like the very beginning of something's a little bit funny to giving birth was three hours. And Willow was exactly one hour. Um, so... I don't know that we would make it to a hospital even if we tried. And I would rather have a planned home birth than an unplanned car birth. Like that just sounds crazy to me. And the more kids we have, the more easy it is for everybody to just come to us. Um, we're planning on having the kids here. Eden wants to be involved in the birth again. We are still working through like the other ones, what exactly they're going to be doing. And um, we'll see. But my labors are quick enough that usually, you know, it look, here's a baby. <laughs> so um, anyway, uh, we are planning on having a natural home birth. I'm very, very excited about that. It is such, uh, such an experience. It is just amazing to be able to give birth and to do it in the comfort setting of home. Another thing that's been really cool, we've been able to find a midwife here in Australia, um, which was just a, a God thing. I loved my midwife in the States, so I was very nervous about being in a new country and finding somebody new. Um, actually, this pregnancy being right at Christmas, so many of the midwives that serviced my area were not working. They had worked last Christmas. They weren't working this Christmas. Um, but the Lord led me literally to one out of a list of like 20 one that said she had one more availability in December and she would take me on. She has been so sweet. And my appointments are at my house. Like, how cool is that? It's like the old like midwife days of England. She comes to my house, does my appointments there while my kids are running around and asking what she's doing and she's showing them all of the things. Um, it's just been such a cool experience. And for me as a busy mom, like her coming to me is huge. I love that. I mean, it just keeps it so intimate. Um, her just getting to know us in our own space, Lord willing, where baby will be born. So that's been a really neat uh, aspect of this pregnancy. Okay, so somebody's asked me, how do you balance early pregnancy and having other kids and all that that brings? I'm going to try to give the quick answer. I was so, so sick with this pregnancy. The beginning of it, really for that first trimester, was just brutal. I threw up like all day long. And if I went anywhere in the car, like if I was in the car for over five minutes, it made it worse by like a hundred. And 
I was so tired. Like I was just constantly tired. We put our kids to bed at seven and I was usually in bed by seven 30. Like I could sleep literally 12, 14 hours straight and feel like I had not went to bed. It was just a doozy of a first trimester. And how did I balance? I mean, I look back and it's all just kind of a blur. I'm not really even sure. Um, one day at a time, just one, sometimes it was moment by moment trying to lean on the Lord, have grace with myself, lower my expectations and realize I, I am growing a human. And if that's close to all that I check off my task list for today, that's a huge thing. And I'm going to be okay with that maybe being one of the only things that I accomplish. Um, you know, there were a lot of days where I'm, I'm homeschooling. There were some days where I'm on the couch um, just trying to keep down some food and my kids are on the floor in the living room with their books and we're just reading and um, you know, the, like that, that was our setup. We did it from me laying on the couch. Also, I just have to throw in here, my husband is amazing. He helped me in so many ways. He has helped me with, with other pregnancies, with postpartum seasons. Um, we realize everything is for a season and uh, God didn't just give me the baby. He gave us the baby. He gave our family the baby. And there are just some times where I am physically limited. And so he has been so good to just step in and help uh, in roles that he doesn't normally do. Um, but just to really allow me the freedom to work through the pregnancy, those difficult weeks, um, and to not feel like everything was just shattering around me. So he was just so helpful in that way. Um, my mother-in-law was also here for three weeks visiting with us during my early pregnancy. I mean, she was a huge help. And really, if nothing else, she was just a great distraction for the kids and for Simeon. They went off and they did some fun things. And, you know, when we were home, she played with them and allowed me to be sick and to get naps if I needed and uh, to go to bed early if needed. So hopefully like the next time she visits, I will be a lot more fun. I don't feel like I was much fun when she was here, but it was such a blessing to have her here in the middle of all of that. Um, and then the last question that I got, I'm not going to actually answer too much here. I'm going, to kind of, I'm going to kind of give a sneak peek for a podcast episode that's coming soon. I've had people ask me about pregnancy after a loss, um, what that looks like for me and how, how I manage that. Because I will just say pregnancy has forever changed for me after losing a baby. Um, the pregnancies that I've had with Willow and with this baby are different than before the loss. You know, there was, there was a before the grief and there was an after the grief. Um, and things are different. Things are different now. Um, in my heart, in my mind, in the, the things that I have to battle, but the Lord is good and the Lord is nigh to the brokenhearted and he has given comfort time and time again, um, through losing our baby, through my rainbow baby, um, through this baby, the Lord has been so near and I am so thankful for that. Um, but I know that that is not something that is talked about much and the women who are dealing with that 
have a heart that wants to hear from others' experiences, that are looking for encouragement from people who have been there, who have done that, and who say, I understand. Um, So soon on the podcast, I believe it's in the next month, two at max, I'm trying to think of my lineup in my head, I do have an episode coming on pregnancy after loss. Um, So you want to subscribe and stay tuned to the podcast for that episode. Um, If that's something that uh, just speaks to your heart, then that might be something that would encourage you. But um, those are the questions that I had on baby number five coming soon. We cannot wait to meet this little baby. I mean, we are just over the moon excited. We've started collecting, you know, I had to leave a lot of my baby things in the States. So we've been picking up little things here and there. We got a little bassinet. I did get to bring some of my newborn clothes, not hardly any of my boy newborn clothes. Um, So I've been picking up just a couple things that are like gender neutral slash leaning towards boy um, in case it is a boy so that he'll have something to wear. Um, But we just, we're, we're thrilled. I'm so, so, so thankful. Surprise or not, like it was a good surprise. I'm so thankful that God has blessed us with another little baby. So thanks so much for joining me on the podcast, on the YouTube channel. Um, and we'll just look forward to sharing more of our pregnancy content as baby continues to grow. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.